you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks. DJ Bucky back with you. And we are in the thick of preseason, Buck, which has given us an opportunity to take our first look at this rookie class as well as some of these young players trying to emerge. I know we're not seeing all the starters across the league, but we are seeing some good stuff to evaluate. We are seeing good stuff. I think there's a lot to gain from watching players perform in the preseason. And, DJ, I think for us, it's, we talk about these guys as draft picks for so long, but now we finally get to see them play and play in a meaningful game where they get meaningful snaps. And even though it may be just brief action, it's really good to see them now playing against pros because now you're able to look at some of your assessments and see if those projections may work out for you, even though it's only one game. All right, it's quarterback league, so we're going to be a quarterback podcast. We're going to focus on what we saw from the young quarterbacks, and that's going to be a mixture, right, of some young starters that are maybe year two in the league. What kind of progress have we seen from them? Uh, we're going to look at these rookies, uh, some of these rookie quarterbacks that have popped and stood out, and then we're also going to focus on one specific quarterback battle uh, that I think we both found pretty interesting, uh, the developments that took place uh, there. But let's start things off, Buck, and let's look at some uh, some young quarterbacks, not the rookies, but some guys that stood out. And let's start with Jalen Hurts and, and what we saw from him and his performance against the Jets. Took that huge shot on the sideline. Um, but overall, I mean, I think you got to be pretty excited if you're an Eagles fan. I know it's a static environment, but uh, Jalen Hurts looked good. Yeah, he did look good. And I think this is exactly what the Eagles wanted to see from Jalen Hurts. Continued progress as a passer from the pocket to go with the playmaking skill that he already offers. We know that he can run. For him to be efficient, six for six, 80 yards and a touchdown, moving the offense with his arm, we know that he's going to add a dimension with his legs. If he becomes a competent, incredible passer, this offense is going to be very, very difficult to defend. Yeah, one of the things I love, and you can see it in some of these highlights, he's getting his feet in the ground. You know, like his, his eyes are downfield, his feet are firm in the pocket. He's not really looking to get out of it. The one time he did was the you know the one he took the shot on the sideline. I thought maybe he could have climbed up and hit mm-hmm. and stuck in there. But uh, for the most part, I was impressed with how he got his feet in the ground. There was a poise and a calmness about him. Again, we're not overreacting. I know it's preseason. I know you're seeing static looks. You're not seeing starters. But those things carry over. Those are habit-forming uh, things with Jalen Hurts. And I thought he delivered the ball accurately. And with him, when it does break down, you know, being selective with those opportunities – He's a problem because of what he can do with his legs. So, um, you know, it's a good offensive line. I think they're going to be able to run the football a little bit there with the Eagles. So this is a chance to be a really good football team. If we see Jalen Hurts play with that type of poise um, and that type of confidence throwing from a firm platform, this is going to be a fun year for Philly. Yeah, it would be a great year for Philadelphia. Um, I've always believed that Jalen Hurts reminds me a lot of Dak Prescott. I thought that he could follow Dak's blueprint to be a successful start in the league. And I think we're seeing the pro- the progress where he's beginning to be effective from the pocket. He has all the intangibles and the running skills. If he has that to his game, it's going to be really hard to defend this Eagles offense, and he's going to be a player that can be a starter in Philly for a long time. 
And again, we've said it with the Eagles. It's hard to be a bad team when you're good up front. And they've got a good offensive line with a lot of depth. They've got a defensive front that can come at you in waves. Um, so that'll help the Eagles uh, as they really get going here on the 2022 campaign. All right, let's stay in the NFC. Uh, let's go to a second-year quarterback that we both really liked, you know, get a chance to visit with him in the in the pre-draft process, but then also, uh, you know, just kind of la- really liking his skill set. Didn't see much of Trey Lance last year. It is now his team. They came out, pushed all their chips in with him, and I thought in this version of Trey Lance we saw against the Green Bay Packers, um, I, I was impressed, Buck. They give you a lot of those heavy run looks, and then they can spread you out. So there's a lot to deal with, a lot to think about when you're playing uh, this version of the 49ers offense led by Trey Lance. Absolutely. And we've been really clamoring for Trey Lance to get on the field because we could only hope that Kyle Shanahan would have a lot of fun kind of building an offense around his skill set. The thing that we needed to see Trey Lance do is could he become efficient enough in the pocket where you really could utilize the entire playbook, not just the play action stuff, not just the RPOs, but some of the traditional drop back passing concepts. Four, five, 92 yards. So the big, ball touchdown where he threw the ball down the field. That's been the element that's been missing from the Niners offense. They haven't been able to push the ball down the field and outside the numbers. Trey Lance's arm strength gives them the ability to stretch the team, stretch the defense. Now when you have to deal with that running game and a vertical passing attack, that is a very, very difficult chore for a defense coordinator to come up with a plan to stop both things. Yeah, I, I look, there's not going to be perfect ball placement on everything with Trey. Like he's still growing, evolving as a, as a pinpoint passer. Uh, but what, what you lose and maybe some of the efficiency you're going to gain with the explosiveness. You saw that slot vertical from, from Danny Gray. By the way, Buck, are slot verticals still undefeated? I, I don't know that I've ever seen anybody stop a, a vertical from the slot. I feel like it's just one big play after another. I mean, it, it really is amazing, like how, how much mileage you're able to get out of that play. Like it's, it's one of those things that you just continue to see it over and over again. Man coverage, slot fade. They lure the corner up with a hitch route or an under route. And it's the, so much the, space. The nickel corner has all this space, and quarterbacks are so good at dropping it in over the bucket. He has a very difficult play. Yeah, and I think, you know, you bake in the easy completions with Trey. You're going to get some of those boots. They're going to be easy, unobstructed view to the flat, dink, dink the ball off. And then you're going to be able to go with that heavy run action. You're going to be able to take deep shots over the field. Now, you're going to sit back there and kind of more of a, you know, a static offensive look and ask him to dice people up in the middle of the field. You know, year one as a full-time starter. I don't know that that's going to be him. I, I'm hopeful he can kind of grow into that, much as we saw Russ, you know, Russell Wilson kind of grow into that. Um, but early on, this can be an effective offense, man. It's a lot to deal with. And you you factor in his legs and accounting for him in the run game. It's going to help out uh, with that as well. So I thought good start, good look there from Trey Lance. Uh, 49ers have to be excited about what they saw from him. Uh, I want to get to one other quarterback, a non-rookie, second-year player. You were there in attendance for the Jags uh, to see Trevor Lawrence. So I'll give you the first uh, the first crack at this one. What would you see? If, if you're a Trevor Lawrence fan, you're a Jaguars fan, you have to be excited about what Trevor Lawrence was able to put on display. Ignore the numbers, 6 for 12, 95. I think it was more the feel and flow that we saw from Trevor Lawrence. First play, we saw a double move right down the field to Zay Jones. But then he worked from the pocket, did some things that we saw athletically, ran some zone replays, did a bunch of bootlegs. You can see now that Doug Peterson has really dug deep into that Clemson playbook, put some of the things that Trevor Lawrence did really well as a collegian, mixed in some of the bootleg stuff that should be natural for his skill set. Trevor Lawrence looked like the number one overall pick. I think you have to be excited if you're a Jaguars fan because it looks like your young quarterback is beginning to kind of blossom and flourish and become the kind of player that we thought he could be when he was the number one overall pick. 
Yeah, I mean, a couple of things that stood out to me. First of all, the arm just looked live. I know you were there in person. You can gauge that even more so, especially when you're there mm-hmm. in practice. But I thought the ball was jumping out of his hand. It looked like a legit big arm um, that he possesses. The other thing, and I talked to Orlovsky about this on the phone uh, the other day when we were talking about the way he played in this game. The only thing I just want to see him continue to grow and develop with, Buck, is that he's so he's so uh, trained, right? So everything is Peyton Manning-esque in terms of on schedule, mm-hmm. on time, on balance, delivering the ball beautifully. There's flashes where you see him loosen up a little bit and create, and there's one play, I think, going left where you saw him, and he looked more loose and fluid and, and kind of mm-hmm. reactive. Um, so it's like there's just a little, there's a little tiny robotic tendency in there that you want to see him just kind of free up, loosen up, uh, and let it go. It's it's one of those things you praise a guy for being so mechanically sound, but sometimes you almost can be a little bit too mechanical, if that makes any sense. It does make sense. And in talking to him, he just talked about like the freedom that has come with like Doug Peterson being what he calls a teacher, not yelling, not screaming, but just kind of seeing the game as a quarterback would see like through the same eyes. And what Doug Peterson has done is really kind of made the game very simple for Trevor in terms of like, Here's what you need to know. Here's what you like. What do you like? I'll get rid of all the stuff that you don't like. And Trevor's really taken to that. And so as he begins to own the offense, I think you'll see a lot of that stuff that we're alluding to with Trevor Lawrence. We'll see that stuff play out. Yeah, I, I think you nailed it, though. He looked like the number one overall pick. Like that that is the, you know, the size, the athleticism, the, the live arm. Like that's what that's what you want to see when you take a guy one one. So good sign there uh, for the Jags. The new era gets underway there with Doug Peterson. Uh, All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. We're going to hit on these rookie quarterbacks and some of the highlights we saw from them over the weekend. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. All righty, Buck, let's get some of these rookie quarterbacks and what we saw from them. I, I can lead us off here. Uh, Malik Willis and the Tennessee Titans and what we saw. You know, I watched him and his tape kind of back to back with Trey Lance's tape. And I thought, man, there's a lot of similarities here in terms of Maybe you'll sacrifice some of the efficiency uh, in the passing game, but what Mm -hmm. you are going to get is you're going to get some explosiveness. You're going to get big plays down the field, and you're going to get the ability to kind of make a a treasure out of trash, right? You're going to have protection break down. The play call is just not there. It doesn't work, and then you're going to see stuff like this when Malik Willis can reverse (laughs) field and just make something special happen. So uh, there's there's guys that can kind of make the X's and O's pop off the the paper, and then there's guys – like Malik Willis, that can take what might not be perfect on paper and make it right. Yeah, DJ, the thing about Malik Willis and some of these young guys that are super athletic, they do make the X's and O's come to life. And I think as a play caller, I would prefer to have someone who can make me right with their athleticism and their improvisational skills. You can see that from Malik Willis. By no means is it perfect from the pocket. Sometimes he gets a little fast and the game seems a little fast for him. But the one thing that he has, his athleticism is a saving grace. And if you're the Tennessee Titans and you think about having the big hog behind you and Derrick Henry and being able to run the football with a physical offensive line and having a quarterback that is another dimension as a runner, that's almost a perfect dream. And so I can see the vision that the Titans have might not happen this year, 
but you absolutely can see what they want to do down the road. Yeah, and I mean, just watch. There, there's guys, and we talk about it. Sometimes you get somebody on a on a college field, and he looks like he's got decent size. And you get him on the NFL field, and they're like, oh man, he looks little. I mean, we talked about that with Johnny Manziel, right? When he came in, like, golly, he looks so small. I think they played Detroit in that first yeah. preseason game. We're like, ooh, that's yeah, not good. Tiny. Um, yeah. Yes, and then there's sometimes where guys look fast on a college field, and you get them on NFL field, and it kind of catches up to him. He looked legit fast uh, on a field full of NFL players. Like he's got he's got big time juice. Um, you mentioned it. I think everything's sped up a little bit. I think as he just gets more reps and plays more, you're going to see the game start to slow down for him. Uh, but the arm is real. It's live, pushing the ball down the field. Um, he was late to the to the flat. Could have been a pick six, I think, early in that game. Uh, but again, timing, yeah. all those things, he just needs to play. I mean, he just needs to get out there and play. And I think you're right. He kind of adds to that bully ball dimension uh, that they have there with Coach Rabel. This is, this is, a, this is a bully at quarterback. It really is. So – it's deja vu for me and you because you know. Because uh, when you were in Baltimore, the rivalry was the Titans. Y'all would go back and yeah. forth. So imagine back then it was Steve McNair, Eddie George, big physical mm-hmm. players at both positions. So now I'm looking at Malik Willis being paired up with King Henry. And the things that you can ma- do with Malik Willis, not only the college RPO game and all that, but just imagine him running the stretch to Henry on one side Malik Willis coming out the back door on the backside with the bootleg. It's just so much stuff that you can do to create pressure and put pressure on the defense. I know Mike Vrabel and those guys are being like, oh, you know, he's developing. But you have to get a little excited about the possibilities if he ever gets onto the field. Yeah, and I feel like we always talk about, oh, they'll create packages and they'll sprinkle these guys in. Teams rarely do that. They don't do it. They just don't don't. take their starter off the field. So. Um, no. it's, it's a theory and a thought, but I don't know that we're going to see it. Um, let, let's keep it going here. Let's go to another rookie, uh, Kenny Pickett. I, I thought Kenny Pickett was outstanding. The numbers wow. kind of speak for themselves. <laughs> but I thought if you, if we were going to say that Malik Willis maybe needed to slow things down a little bit, um, I would say watching Kenny Pickett buck, he was poised and comfortable and wow. maybe even almost sometimes you're like to see him maybe pick it up a little bit, but he's. That, I, I think it's much easier when you get a guy like that who's just comfortable. And he's you know he's playing on his college field. Maybe there's something to that. I don't know, familiarity. But we thought he was the most ready to play. We talked about that coming into the draft process. And, man, he did yeah. nothing to change our mind uh, in this performance. Uh, DJ, and, and I'm going to say this, saying that Mitchell Trubisky looked great for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mm-hmm. I thought it was the most instinctive and aggressive that he has played. But then I see Kenny Pickett go in, and I'm like, oh, boy. This is going to be a hard one, right? It's going to be hard because now you go into the next preseason game. You're the coaching staff. If Kenny Pickett replicates this performance, it's going to be hard to keep him off the field, DJ, because it was so Mm -hmm. easy and slow for him. And that's the thing. Like, when you're looking at young quarterbacks in that first preseason game, you're trying to see, does it seem like it's too fast? And at no point did I feel like the game was too fast for Kenny Pickett. It was almost as if it was slow motion. And I know he was playing against the backups, but now what I need to see, if I'm the coaching staff, I got to move him up in the rotation because I want to see him play against some of the better players. Because if he plays well in that game, now we have to have a real conversation about do we start him from the jump or do we wait? Because he certainly looked like he was ready for it. I don't remember the name of the song, but I I do know it was Ja Rule and Ashante. And you remember that that always on time. Like on that's time, what I'm watching Kenny Pickett. Yes. yes, everything yes. everything is yes. on time. Yes. Like it's and that's 
a lot of times with rookie quarterbacks, they want to see it, right? And that's a lot of college football. You don't have to throw this much anticipation. We want to see it break and then let it go. And then that's kind of a that's a process to be able to adjust to the NFL. He was on time, man. The ball was out um, early, uh, showing trust and what he sees and where guys are supposed to be. So that was that was an encouraging sign for me. Um, you know, he took a bad sack. Uh, but you know, that's, you're kind of nitpicking. I also like the fact that he was working top down. He was looking to take shots. And when those shots weren't there, he just very comfortably and calmly as a veteran quarterback would, uh, took what was left underneath. So overall, man, you had to be pretty excited if you're the Steelers on what we saw from Kenny Pickett. All right. How about, uh, your Tar Heel? We talked about Trubisky competing with Pickett. Yeah. So you got a chance to have that yeah. one Tar Heel starting. I don't think we're going to see Sam Howell start this year with Carson Wentz there, but man, you got to feel good about uh, your Tar Heel, how he played in his first crack at it. Hey, DJ, I really like what Sam Howell was able to do. Uh, I think if you'd have watched the Commanders one, I think you saw that this guy has a lot of potential to be a starting quarterback one day in the fall. The game wasn't too big for him. Um, he did a really good job being able to throw on the move. But like you said with Kenny Pickett, on time, on target. And I don't know what necessarily happened with Sam Howell on draft weekend. But for the Washington Commanders to get this guy in the fifth round, yeah, I think they have to like what they got because I think not only the value but the potential suggests that he is a much better player than where he was picked. Hundred percent, and and we I thought he had a big arm. We talked about it in the draft process, and that translated again. You don't know until you see guys on an NFL field. That ball was coming out easy. It's easy velocity that he was giving you in that game. Now he's still mechanically, he's still there's a couple times he gets mm -hmm. way up on his front leg. That's something we talked about in the in the run up to the draft. That's just you know going to have to work that out of him from a mechanical standpoint. Get him a little more balanced. Uh, held the ball a couple times, but man, Buck, you saw his ability to run. He's tough. We knew that. He's got a live arm. I I was impressed with what I saw from Sam Howell and and the ability to create and make things happen. Uh, that that's a that's a great quality to have in a, in a backup to start with for sure. I mean, he can get you out of a bad play. So you know what's funny. His comparison to me was Baker Mayfield. So to see both of them on the same field, yeah. I think you can see Sam Howell uh, at his best doing some of the stuff that we've seen Baker Mayfield do at his best. Uh, you're the Washington Commanders. Uh, you have to like what he was able to show uh, in, his, in his debut. Now it's about giving him more time just to kind of see. But look, I think down the line, he is definitely someone who could be in the mix for them as a quarterback that they can build around. Yeah, I, I think you had to be encouraged. And again, I don't know what in the world happened with him on draft day to fall all the way to the fifth round? I, mean, I, I thought, okay, he'll yeah, he'll probably go in two. Yeah, maybe he goes yeah, – maybe he gets to three. <laughs> round. Come on, man. That was ridiculous. Man, so anyways, know, good, yeah, good for buddy. him. Yeah. Yeah. Real, really uh, let's good get for to Washington one more here. Get it. Absolutely. Let's get to one more here. Desmond Ritter um, had solid numbers. When I, uh, when I popped on his tape, Buck, uh, you know, everything was pretty smooth, pretty comfortable. I, I thought it was funny that – we compared him, I think we both did, compared him to Marcus Mariota yes. coming out. He lands with the Atlanta yeah. Falcons playing with Marcus Mariota. And I'm telling you, if you didn't know the numbers, I mean, you tell me that's not Marcus Mariota. It looks just like him. Yeah, I think that makes it an easy uh, situation, something easy to build around him because like the same quarterback. And so the offense doesn't have to change when one guy's in and the other guy comes in. So I, I like it. Numbers were a little yeah, – um, not necessarily what you want, less than 50%, but you can see the potential. The movement skills and stuff, DJ, he makes the game very, very easy for Arthur Smith. I think Arthur Smith now can say, okay, he just needs a mini version of what we would give Marcus Mario, 
but he certainly could get on the field and win and, and, and be successful at quarterback for them. But yeah, to me, if you had to get him on the field, like if Mariota got hurt, you got to get him out here. I think it's a heavy, heavy dose of of zone read and, and RPOs and really kind of be able to get him on the move, be able to use his legs. Um, I, I think he's at his, he's, he's really good in that area, especially booting left. A lot of guys booting left have, struggle with it, get their shoulders turned and be accurate. He had a couple throws booting left. He looked really good in this game. So uh, I was encouraged by what I saw from Desmond Ritter. Uh, Matt Corral, we did not get to. The numbers weren't great. We'll see how he does uh, when he gets another crack at it going forward. And I think this might be most high-profile battle, uh, Buck, in the in the NFL right now, the, uh, the quarterback battle in Carolina, not only because it's a starting quarterback, but you've got two guys in the same draft class drafted in the top three picks. I mean, you just don't you don't see this type of thing. So very unique young guys uh, with their future all kind of in front of them. Um, but I thought we maybe we got an answer to the test in terms of who trotted out there week one. What do you think? Baker Mayfield was the one who uh, who started against the commanders in the first preseason game. It goes against everything that you would uh, say is conventional wisdom. Sam Darnold had been there the entire time. Sam Darnold had been with the team the entire offseason program throughout the summer, taking all the reps or whatever. Naturally, you would assume that for the first preseason game, Sam Darnold would run out with the ones, Baker Mayfield would come out with the twos, and away we go. They flipped the order. And so to me, that is just a very telling development that if Baker Mayfield is already playing with the ones in the first preseason game, Baker Mayfield is going to be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. And it, look, it, 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 it's, just, it's just a weird thing that someone can win a job basically in two and a half weeks. But right now, that's what we're tasked with, because the only thing we can go by is he went out with the ones, the offense moved under his direction. And unless he just falls apart next week, it just seems like the Carolina Panthers are going to rock with Baker Mayfield as a starting quarterback. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, if you're watching a boxing match and you're late in the in the match and you say he's got to knock him out, right? Like he's got to knock him out to win the job. It felt like Sam Darnold, even though he's the incumbent there, had to be, you know, it had to be a 70-30. It had to be it had to be so lopsided. If anything was remotely close, they're going to go with Baker Mayfield because frankly, he's new and fresh and they don't know what they have with him. They they might feel like they know Sam and, and know what he is, even though they feel like he's got growth potential. But I think if it's close, it was going to be Baker Mayfield. And the fact that through the training camp portion thus far, that he trots out there with the ones, and you can say they both played well, right? Well, in order for Sam to get that job, it almost feels like Baker has to tank it. Sam has to play at a high level. That gap has to be so wide for Sam to win this job. I feel like it's kind of stacked against him. Yeah, I do absolutely believe that it's stacked against him. And so it's look, it's, it's one of those things. And, you know, what, what, what Sam can continue to do is play well when he gets his opportunity because by all accounts, he played pretty well when he had his chance. But right now it appears that Baker Mayfield is in the lead. And unless he absolutely falls apart down the stretch, Baker Mayfield is going to be the starting quarterback when the, Cle- when the Cleveland Browns play the Carolina Panthers down the line. He gets a chance to take on his old team as the number one for the Panthers. Uh, and, and look, again, both guys played well. Both guys did a nice job. Um, I think if you're Baker Mayfield right now, it's been said by Coach Rule after the second preseason game was when this decision was going to be made. Again, I use the boxing analogy. Like, he just got to run around the ring and not not get knocked out. Like, you know, just no big mistakes. <laughs> just, 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 gotta, <laughs> just dancing around. Just got to stay. That's it. You know, don't don't have a three-turnover no three turnover game, okay? Just, just hey, hand the ball off. Take check the chick down, down every that's time. It. That's it. Yeah. Swing pass. 
Nothing, it's a Floyd. Crazy. He's Floyd Mayweather at this point in time. Hey, just don't get hit. Just, <laughs> you already you racked up just the points. On, you already got the points. You're gonna win the just decision. Get on your bicycle. Just, just a, yeah, just yeah. I mean that. That's li- literally that's what it is. Um, he he he's done it. And I think DJ to me the thing that was telling was before we even got to this game last week when they did the press conference and they talked to Baker Mayfield, the calm confidence that he displayed. I was like, man, this dude, this this quiet confidence. He just Does like he, know he just something? knows. Yeah. yeah, that that this is my job. Sam was talking about, oh, we got to compete, we got to do this, and Baker was like, you know, hey, I got it. We're good. Let's go do yeah, it. Yeah, because he's seen the scorecard. <laughs> he already saw the scorecard. He knows where everything is and where everything lies. So, look, the good news for Sam, I think Sam. You know, everybody say, oh, you only get so many opportunities. He'll get another one. If he continues to play well here, he's a high pick. Everybody, you know, most everybody loved him coming into the draft process. He he he'll, he might have to do the Mitchell Trubisky thing where this year is kind of I like that in-between him. year. And then next year you get a chance. Maybe he goes next year and, and maybe it's one more year of sitting behind somebody. He's going to get another shot at this thing. Yeah, work on his game. Because here's the thing about Sam Donald. His personality is such that people won't mind carrying him as a backup quarterback until he has an opportunity. What he needs He's to do still is, young. I would tell him, yeah, I would tell him, hey, ball out in these preseason games. Don't allow the circumstances to take away your joy and comes with playing. So still play the game like you're a starter and wait for your time. And if you get an opportunity this year to get on the field, man, just, just play. Because he has enough tape to still pique the interest of teams looking for a, a quarterback that has some developmental potential. So you just kind of hold on. But, yeah, he may have to sit uh, a little bit as a red shirt like Mitch Trubisky did and then kind of redo it uh, next season. Yeah, well, that's where we have it right there. We're, we're seeing this as a battle that's maybe already been decided uh, in favor of Baker Mayfield. We'll see. Uh, all right, Buck, we are, uh, we're done here for today. We've got another pod coming up tomorrow. Um, anything else you want to sneak in before we get out of here? Mm, preseason is upon us. I'm really excited about it. There's nothing like watching a bunch of preseason games where you're still trying to get your flip card and figure out all the numbers in the fourth quarter. So oh, we man. Got a week of that before we have a cut down. But until that thing shrinks. Yeah, we need, we need to shrink it down. Shrink it down. Not a lot of room for notes on that board, uh, as, you, as you're definitely learning here in the preseason. <laughs> Again, reminder you guys can find all this Move the Sticks content on NFL's YouTube channel, NFL.com the NFL Fast channel, and the NFL app. So lots of places uh, where you can take in the Move the Sticks content. We appreciate you guys hanging with us, and we'll catch you next time right here on Move the Sticks. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.